The heavy sell-off in Credit Suisse shares raked haywalk in bank stocks yesterday and the stock markets in general. As a result, a 50 basis point hike from the European Central Bank is now less than certain at today's meeting. Will the ECB opt for a softer interest rate hike to let the dust settle or will it continue its battle against the rising inflation in Europe despite the bank stress that we see these days? So we will find out shortly, but the European Central Bank's decision will likely help shaping the expectations for what other central banks would do as well. So welcome, this is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So the relief in bank stocks remained short-lived and banks around the world were back on the chopping block at yesterday's trading session after Saudi National Bank's chairman, Mr. Al-Qudairi, told the Bloomberg TV that they are actually not looking to inject more money into Credit Suisse if needed as uh, they already hold 9.9% of the bank and going above 10% in terms of holdings would mean further regulatory and statutory requirements. And that was it, really, because Credit Suisse stocks then sold off to a fresh low at yesterday's trading session and quite immediately. At its worst, the stock was down by more than 30% yesterday and closed the session with a 24% loss. And the sell-off in the Credit Suisse shares spread to other bank shares as well in the US and in Europe, and the bank stocks pulled the market down with them. In this context, the SMI index lost 1.87% at yesterday's trading session. The stock 600 dived 2.92%. The DAX plunged more than 3%. The Bank Heavy FTSE 100 index shed almost 4% in London. In the US, the S&P 500 was also under a decent, decent selling pressure yesterday, led by bank stocks. Yet, the news that the Swiss National Bank would provide liquidity to Credit Suisse in case of need, and the confirmation from the Swiss watchdog Finma that Credit Suisse actually meets the higher capital and higher liquidity requirements applicable to any systemically important bank that both actually came after the European market closed and was confirmed today with something like 50 billion francs help for the Credit Suisse from the Swiss National Bank. While all these helped the US stocks pairing some losses, the S&P 500 closed the session only around 0.70% down yesterday, while Nasdaq actually gained 0.42% because if the bank risk is contained, well, the yields the diving yields look more than appetizing for stock investors, especially for the technology stock investors. And in the sense, while the global yields were on a sharp, sharp decline yet again at yesterday's trading session, the US two-year yield slumped more than 8.5% yesterday to 3.72% mark, while the German two-year yield fell to the lowest level seen since the beginning of this year to around 2.35%, as obviously investors cut their European Central Bank rate expectations yet again at yesterday's trading session amid the renewed stress on bank stocks. And of course, well, with yesterday's fresh stress and fresh sell-off on bank stocks, it is now less than certain that we see a 50 basis point interest rate hike from the European Central Bank at today's monetary policy meeting. Now, although the hotter than expected inflation data from France released yesterday would have actually granted a 50 basis point hike from the ECB today and a few more to come in the coming meetings, well, the ECB may actually opt for a softer interest rate hike or 
no rate hike at all at today's policy meeting to let the dust settle a little bit before acting further. But maybe the European Central Bank will remain on course and hike by 50 basis points at today's meeting. I mean, I don't know. It's really hard, hard to tell at this point what the ECB will do because the visibility on monetary policies from the big, big central banks is now heavily lessened by the banking stress that's going on right now since last week. And it's quite difficult to foresee how much weight the European or the US policymakers will give to the bank stress versus the rising inflation. Is it better to wait and see until the stress on banks eases and, you know, deal with the inflation, the rising inflation later on? Or is it better to deal with inflation today, assuming that the banks will finally be fine. So we will see that today, very shortly. The European Central Bank has today the difficult task to be the first major central bank to decide what to do amid the banking crisis. And well, its decision, the European Central Bank decision, could actually change the balance or the view yet again for the rest of the central banks as well. For now, the base case scenario, for example, for next week's Bank of England meeting is in no hike, while activity on Fed funds futures still point at a 25 basis point hike from the FOMC at next week's meeting with around 65% chance assessed to it as of this morning. But the swaps now priced in a 100 basis point cut from the Fed by December this year, and the Fed's peak rate is now seen at 4.85%, meaning that there will be one more 25 basis point hike and then a pause. So that's down from 5.6% last week, remember? just after the Fed President Jerome Powell's speech to the US Senate when Jerome Powell still ignored that winds would change abruptly and violently their direction a few hours later with the Silicon Valley Bank's collapse. Now, on the data front, and happily for the Federal Reserve, a fairly soft set of economic data yesterday from the US showed that the producer price inflation in the US actually fell in February and it fell unexpectedly and while the yearly figure slumped from 5.7% to 4.6% last month versus 5.4% expected and penciled in by analysts. Retail sales, on the other hand, which jumped 3.2% last month, remember, and feel the inflation expectations and inflation fears in the US, well, fell more than expected in February. And the Empire State Manufacturing Index plunged to minus 24. That's much, much worse than a decline to minus 8 expected in March. So I said happily for the Fed because a strong set of data, which would call for strong policy action from the Fed, would have placed the Federal Reserve and Jerome Powell in a more difficult position than they already are. Now, in the FX markets, the US dollar index rebounded yesterday after hitting the 50-day moving average earlier this week. So that was a predicted move, remember? And well, the rebound that we see in the US dollar across the board sent the euro dollar shortly below its own 100-day moving average at yesterday's trading session. The pair is around 106 mark at the time I'm talking here this morning. But where the euro dollar is headed next will obviously depend on the European central bank's decision later today. A 50 basis point hike from the ECB should help the single currency extend gains to and perhaps above that 50-day moving average against US dollar, which stands near 107.30 level, while anything less than a 50 basis point hike from the ECB today could encourage a sell-off in the euro against the US dollar. The major support on the downside stands at the 104.73 level, which is the major 38.2% 
Fibonacci retracement on September to February rally. Now, a fall below this level, below the 104.73 level, will send the euro into the bearish consolidation zone against the greenback on a technical point of view. Now, on the energy front, well, the bank stress that's going on right now weighs heavily on energy prices as it obviously worsens the prospects of global growth and that despite the uh, set of good and strong economic data that we had from China this week. Uh, Goldman Sachs, for example, now lowers its GDP forecast after the latest turmoil across the financial markets. Looking at the oil, well, the barrel of American crude slumped to $65 per barrel at yesterday's trading session. And while Saudi Arabia's energy minister, Prince Abdulaziz bin Salman, said that OPEC Plus would actually stick to its production cut plans agreed upon in October until this year ends. But obviously, the market's attention is heavily, heavily on the demand side right now. So his words may not help oil bulls to pull their head above water just yet. It is actually well possible that the $70 per barrel psychological level in the US crude, which acted as a strong support since the end of last year, becomes the new resistance. Elsewhere... Well, the Brits announced their budget in the middle of this turmoil and the middle of the storm yesterday. And, well, that budget day went mostly uneventful and quite smooth. Mr. Hunt said that the British GDP will fall by only 0.2% this year. That's much better than uh, minus 1.4% predicted back in fall. As such, the UK will avoid a technical recession and there is more. Well, inflation is forecasted to fall to 2.9% by the end of this year in Britain. Well, that statement just couldn't be better. Funnily though, the FTSE 100 index fell more than the day of the mini-budget disaster uh, back last year on the list trust short leadership, remember? But of course, well, Mr. Hunt was not at the centre of attention yesterday because banks were... So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive and interesting and insightful messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading